ma'am, I cannot speak to the laziness of the constituency. <laughs> Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Petrano. Okay, back on track now. Okay? We ran late. That was my fault. So everything's good now. Take, Okay, all okay, right. Okay, I'm taking full responsibility for that. Train back on the rails. Yes, officially back on the rails in Wisconsin's morning news. Greg Pancake Hill producing the program. Eric Bilstead, Vince Vitrano here with you until 9 o'clock. We are rightly skeptical these days of our political process. Here so often, our elected officials, they don't listen to us. I don't matter. My voice is not being heard. And, and certainly that is true to some degree. <laughs> Maybe to a large degree. But... At least every once in a while, and we've tried to highlight it on this show, every once in a while they have to sit there and hear it from us, whether they like it or not. And we've got some open mic moments from a couple of hearings that are fun and informative to listen to, and we want to share those with you this morning. I was thinking of this story, though, Eric, as we've been airing some of the comments from a couple of public hearings, one statewide, the Joint Committee on Finance, yeah. doing its uh, due diligence every two years. They put together a new budget, and they travel around the state, and they allow... Any average Everyone, citizen. anyone who wants to. Get your two minutes at the mic. There are the public hearings, and there's another one today in Wisconsin Dells. And then we had one at the city level, the municipal level, about a project going up uh, in the Brady Street area. But I was reminded of this project that I was involved with at my alma mater, Wauwatosa East. And my wife used to teach social studies there, as did my stepmom. And one of the classes, and I can't remember, it was uh, like public policy class or something, the final project for the students every year was they had to identify some sort of problem something that they didn't like, some issue going on, identify that problem, explain the problem, talk about what it is, why is it a problem, and then come forward with some sort of a solution. possible solution. Yes. Okay. How, how do you we, fix it? How will you address this? And then their final project, part of it was they had to present this to the community, and they would invite people in, people like me, you know, members of the media. They would invite public officials business owners, just other folks in the community to come in and judge this. So it was like the social studies fair, like think science fair with little booths and the sure, yeah. Love the science poster fair. board and all that, yeah. with the little things up there. Yeah, except for it was social studies. Awesome. And then you would go as a judge from booth to booth and you would hear the students say, well, you know, my problem is drunk driving or whatever. And then they would talk about this is why drunk driving is a problem. Here's a bunch of stats for you. This is what I want to do with it. And this is how I'm going to go about it. And you'd go from booth to booth and you would you know, fill out your little rubric there. Did they talk about this? Did they do that? Yeah, yeah. And then inevitably at the end, the solution always or, or very often was working through some sort of governmental entity to try and achieve the change that they were advocating. And you could tell some students were more well-versed and paid better attention than others. <laughs> you know, because some students would be like, and then I'd like... Um, like call my representatives or something. <laughs> right? like, which representatives? I Who? What tell level? The right? mayor. Yeah, and then others were really keen on it. You know, if they were start, if they had a municipal issue, they'd know we're talking about council members or whatever you have in your community. If it was a state issue, they'd start talking about state reps, state senators, things like that. Other, I'd like uh, call the governor and stuff. Okay. <laughs> but the point of it was that we are still teaching, and we still believe to some degree that a way to affect change in our 
democracy and our republic is you work through these elected officials, you make them aware of something, perhaps you make them your advocate, and then you motivate positive change in your community. That's how we do it. Mm -hmm. And we still, at least in some extent, believe in that. It can be as small as we need a stop sign at this intersection to as large as implementing a brand new state law that helps find missing children or something like that. When folks ask me about that, well, how how do we get these guys to listen? I always say you should start small. So if this is an issue that's in your community, start with your, whether it's a village board or a common council or whatever you have, start small, go to your state rep or your state senator, don't just write a letter to the governor's office that doesn't get read, you know, things like that. Or find an open mic. To the second of four public hearings, the Joint Committee on Finance will conduct to hear input on the 2023-2025 Wisconsin State Budget. Thank you to UW-Eau Claire for hosting us for this public hearing. Yes, Eau Claire got to host yesterday seven hours of open mic. One of four of these public hearings across the state. Another one, I don't know what time they kick off. Is it eight or nine? But they uh, Typically it's 10 to 5. Okay, that's right, 10 to 5. So a couple of hours from now, fewer than that, they'll gavel in on another one of these mm-hmm. listening sessions. They're in Wisconsin Dells today for seven hours of two minutes per testimony. So I monitored this yesterday and I was surprised to find that there are repeats. Last week we met in Waukesha and I told you about the impact of revenue limits on elementary class sizes. This week I want to talk about the overall impact of revenue limits on... Hold on. (laughs) You came back for more? (laughs) And last week it was in Waukesha, right? That one was in Eau Claire. So this guy's traveling the state. He's going to follow him everywhere. He's a roadie. Two minutes? How about four? (laughs) I'm taking four. My previous two minutes... (laughs) I wonder if he's in the Dells today. I bet, I bet you he is. I bet he is. You I'll need to roll on the all seven hours, and we need to find that guy. He's in the Dells today. It's groupy. As we spoke yesterday, yes, nice to see you all again. My additional two minutes today will be on. Do you think he like knows everything that Senator Dewey's doing? Like everywhere, does he follow him on the road and all that stuff? And hey, hey, Senator, hey, hey, remember me? I'm the guy twice, two times. You heard from me, but good for him. Like, oh yeah, he, sure, the guy's doing what he can do. What's even course. better is he had a different topic. Yes, he didn't repeat. He didn't just go in there. and I just want to say again all the stuff I told you two weeks. So he had another topic. So oftentimes you'll hear from different agencies, different lobbying groups, different schools. A lot a lot of UW-Eau Claire folks there yesterday talking about different things, of course, because Eau Claire was hosting it. But then I actually found just a guy, guy from Spooner, who just... A citizen? ...had some things to say. Papa, uh, Spooner, um, I, I hear a lot about this uh, surplus. How is it possible that we have a surplus if there's all this need out there? If you're flat funding some of the organizations that serve our communities, then uh, you're not doing your job. <laughs> he's hey, calling Bob. them out. <laughs> calling them out there. A couple things to focus on in there. First of all, he goes first name only and then where he's from. Yeah, Bob Spooner here. Anyway, <laughs> what I want to let you know. Actually, I thought his point was very interesting. He said, look, if you, have, if you have $7 billion of surplus and we have all these people and all these agencies saying that we're in crisis mode. Now we're on four, 14 hours of a parade yeah, of people yeah. up to this microphone saying, we need this, we need this, we right, need this. Right. So this business about a surplus. What's going on here? Why aren't we helping these people? Are they all going to get some money? So And they let him go. So he went for... Two minutes. Medicaid expansion is our money. It's not Republican money. It's not Democratic money. It's the constituents' money. So serve your constituents. 
Thank you. Drop the mic. Did, I was just going to ask. Did he? Dro- was he able to drop the he mic? He took it off the stand. Or he just kicked the whole stand over. <laughs> that would have been awesome. Peace out, brothers. Peace. But yeah, so Good these job, guys, Bob and Spooner. Whether it's Spooner or someone coming and hitting each, you know, whether this uh, the other guy comes again today in the Dells, you have folks that I are want going him to come that are going to hit the road. And make it to some of these areas, including we have one today, right? Well, now this one bugs me. You got a press release on this one. This one bugs me a little bit because I hit on this last time and they actually sent on a news release. And I'm not seriously annoyed, just a little mini annoyed. Milwaukee County Executive David Crowley, I imagine as we speak, is driving to the Dells today to testify. Text us 855 616 1620. We know Mr. Your County number. Executive. <laughs> Call in. No, because now he must have missed the last one. And there were a lot of other public officials, um, county executive in Waukesha. Paul Farrow was there. Was, the mayor, Cavalier Johnson, was there, as were others. Scafidi, former mayor of Oak Creek, was telling us that he went to some of these and testified. Yeah, and I gave him stuff. the business, too, which is, look, man, you're already a public official. Probably you could get a meeting with some of the members on joint finance. You could at least get your phone call answered. Well, then Do you why? need to take two minutes from Bob and Spooner, whose only chance to speak truth to power is <laughs> is the microphone stand today in Wisconsin Dells? He's got two minutes. I don't know, though. Leave maybe, him be. Maybe this shines a light on an issue we didn't think was there. Maybe they don't get any FaceTime with these guys. Well, they have talked about that, but they do have a better relationship. So I'm not, not really bent out of shape over it. I think Bob and Spooner will still get his if he wants to show today. Crowley needs to work on his scheduling, though. <laughs> Walker shot would have been a hell of a lot Five easier. hours in the car, man. <laughs> What are they doing? They get a road, the road trip mix going this morning, the road trip playlist? Oh, absolutely, right? Or do <laughs> you go is, through your two minutes? Who else is in that car? Various other staffers? That's a great question. He could. He has to be going with somebody hey, else. Hey, stop at the pine cone. <laughs> Highway 26. Eclairs as big as your head. Recommendation from Wisconsin's Morning News. We're so, going to take it to the municipal level next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got uh, tr- uh, road issues. Yep. We got a lot of issues on the roads. Quick break, so we want to get you an update on the traffic. Here's, uh, we'll do that next with Debbie. Eight twenty-four on Wisconsin's Morning News. Live feed from Milwaukee County Executive David Crawley's car on the way to. Wisconsin Dells, where he's set to testify. Is that this on the road mix? <laughs> I, didn't read, I didn't read the whole press, press release on it. <laughs> what so else would be on the road thing. mix what, there? What's the what's the ROI for driving the to minutes? the Dells? Nah, that's that's minutes. part of my point too. Like, look, you guys ought to, if you're the if you're the county executive for the largest county in the state, at least in terms of population. <laughs> And these are state lawmakers. Y'all ought to know where each other stand on various things. So I don't know, driving out there for your two minutes. Don't know about that. I did get this text on the WTMJ talk and text line. Uh, Sean Went. I wonder if Sean Went will be there too. Wondering if Sean Went is due to testify. <laughs> Do you think he's ever done one? No. My, my reply is Sean Went doesn't testify before the committee. They testify before him. So I got on the phone and I called Sean Went. Alrighty. Okay, so we were talking earlier about the Joint Finance Committee taking these two-minute testimonials from people. Yesterday they did so in Eau Claire, and we mentioned this guy from Spooner who just went up there because he had something to say. Uh, Spooner, um, I, I hear a lot about this uh, surplus. How is it possible that we have a surplus if there's all this need out there? If you're flat funding some of the 
organizations that serve our communities, then uh, you're not doing your job. <laughs> so they gave him two minutes and he kind of was like, hey, what, what, are you, what are you using that money for? How is that going to, how are you going to help all these people? Anyway. Solid take. I like that guy. You mentioned, Spooner. You mentioned a local municipal level. We, we had this yesterday. So yesterday, a common council committee in Milwaukee considered and passed a hotel plan for the east side. This is the one that's going to be on Farwell there near Brady. And yeah, what would story. this be? Z&D Zoning Neighborhood Development yeah, or something yep, like that? Yeah, right? one of those. Bob Bauman is the, um, is the chair of it. So they considered this one. And this one's gotten some, there's been a high reception for it, but also some folks in that neighborhood that aren't up for having this this tall hotel right there, including this man who asked to testify. You give us your testimony, please. All right, well... Please don't rush me, okay? <laughs> That's how it started. I love the solid start with the exhale. Like, I'm already exasperated with you fools up here. Don't and I don't want to be rushed. I mean, I took time to get on the bus, make time to be here. I Yeah, so, okay. So he's there. and uh, So far, I'm with this guy. Hey, I, I got on the bus. I dragged myself out here for your hearing. Don't, don't rush, rush me. me through here. And then he went to this whole point of whether or not it's even necessary to have this 11-story hotel in that very congested area of the east side. The gentleman to my left said there's a demand for hotel space in the area. That's complete news to me. If you drive down south, not north, there's a, abundant hotel space all around the Fiserv and downtown. Yeah, so he's saying, like, look. Seen what, all kinds of hotels. What, building them as we speak. Yes, okay. what need is there for another hotel here? Fine. So, you know, interesting points there, saying, look, that's not really what's necessary in this part of town. So they took his testimony on that. And I should point out, he did mention not being rushed. Give us your testimony, please. <sighs> all right, well, please don't rush me. And they didn't. <laughs> you know how much time they gave him? Two minutes. Ten. Ten. Ten minutes. And he wasn't the only te guy testifying today on, or yesterday on that. So it's another example of I was wrong. You were right. People do get a chance to testify and be heard. I don't know if Bob Bauman took everything he said for what it was, but they listened to him. I like that. And it Again, I, we talked this morning. I'm generally pro-development. I think the city needs to grow. I think if you listen to city leaders about if we want to continue to attract things like the RNC, the DNC, if we want to have an NBA all-star game here in Milwaukee, what's the first thing they say? You have enough hotels. So agree or disagree with this guy's take. I just like that he got his butt on a bus and went down there, participated in the process, now, and, and demanded not to be rushed. And whenever that happens, though, you got to take the pros with the cons. You're okay. going to hear some other random stuff. You have the North-South Street prospect where the Sky people live. Yep, you heard that right. <laughs> Wait a minute. The Sky people live. <laughs> it's the same guy? Yes, the, the Sky people on Who prospect. Who the Sky people? <laughs> it lost the me. The ones with the Great Lake views and the high incomes and they occasionally come down to earth to brady street to shop at walgreens or cvs maybe have a bite to eat or whatever but they're not really part of the neighborhood, the neighborhood <laughs> so he's just kind of getting into some other things now that I, may not have to do with the hotel but i'll you know. still he's sort of still tangentially on track here though yeah. he's just saying look you're gonna hear from a lot of people who don't actually like we're, they're not on the street level with us here on Brady Street. They're the sky people. They come on. Yeah, sure. They like to come to a bar once in a while or go to a restaurant. The sky people live. That's the sky people. All right. I'm still with my guy here. Okay. 
<laughs> I'm fine with the hotel project. In fact, I support it. I think it'd be great for the area. But nonetheless, I'm still happy our guy was there. Bauman did try to keep him on track at a couple of other things, though. Yeah. He, he wanted to go. We, I think he opened to to some degree with, well, in the Clinton administration, and Bauman's like, no, nope, <laughs> we're not, yeah. not doing that. Yeah, you're right. You're right. There's a, a that was a long time ago. B, I don't even know where you're going with this. It's got nothing to do with our hotel up, right, right here. <laughs> that, you're right. That came up too. It's like, well, I did ride the bus down here. Don't rush me. Eight thirty on Wisconsin's morning news. Go back 2008 quantitative easing. The government just okay, turned on the... in a little far field, though. No, but, it's but, not but, far field. It is far field. Look, let's, let's focus on this development, the detailed look, plan. Give me a minute. Just one minute. Did we get a first name on that guy? He's still talking. He's still, <laughs> give me a minute. Quantitative easing. Oh, hey. <laughs> we have to stop you there. Talking about a hotel on Brady Street in Milwaukee. Yeah, they, they we're not talking about the Clintons when, or quantitative easing. When you testify before a common council committee, you have to state your name and your address. And I I chose not to put oh, that. That's on. fair. We don't need to tease the guy that badly. I will say, and I don't blame uh, Chairman of the committee Bob Bauman, uh, Alderman for downtown, for trying to keep a guy back oh, on track course. because you of and course. I, have, as reporters, have both sat through those meetings. And right, if you do want to get everybody a moment at the mic, you got to move things along, and you do have to keep people on track. I was in one one of my favorite things ever. No longer at Alderman, um, but I believe it was Alderman Willie Wade was in on one of those neighborhood meetings where it was about public safety, right? I remember all the ladies. Yeah. And like the police chief was there and various lieutenants and captains from the neighborhood and uh, and they were listening to the public and it was a, it was a good turnout. Is that like a school gym? Okay. And so they're up there. We're we're listening to you. We're listening to you. We want to hear about your issues about public safety. And some lady got up there and was going off about the neighbor and the guy next door and he doesn't take his trash out and he doesn't, what it's like, (laughs) (laughs) Like the the car is veering way <laughs> off track, and it's on a dirt road at this point. Yes, and <laughs> it's not even on the road. And I think Alderman Wade had a reaction that was just priceless. And she was going off about this guy he's next door, and he doesn't take his trash out because he's lazy. Again, this is a public safety hearing, right? We want to talk about police, community relations, all this stuff. The guy next door doesn't take his trash. The car- and finally, Alderman Wade just says. Ma'am, I cannot speak to the laziness of the constituency. Before 9 o'clock on Wisconsin's Morning News this Wednesday morning, we are going to have, uh, I do want to get to your documents here, but just want to quickly mention once again, in case that we have an update tomorrow, there's a mysterious animal alert. Somebody saw something that no one can seem to explain in the Rio Grande Valley. That's in Texas. I think it's a bear. Do you? Why do you think it's a bear? It's too like it's too long to be a bear, and it I don't mean like, I know bears are tall, but it's not stout like a bear. It looks like a sausage with tiny legs, but I wonder if the legs are just <laughs> hidden. It does. It looks like a walking sausage. I'm Brian Fellow. It's not a sausage. So, if you want to see this mystery animal, just in case we have an update for you, text the word. What do we agree on? Creature? We wanted to go something difficult to make it hard for you. <laughs> Creature. Spell it right. C-R-E-A-T-U-R-E. Someone, someone texted carrot. 
<laughs> creature. Text the word creature to 855-616-1620. We'll send you a picture of this thing uh, that state park officials in Texas can't really figure out exactly what it is. That rat needs a haircut. Yeah, it might be a rat, big old rat. What do you think? I told you, I think it's a bear. I think there's going to be an update tomorrow. So text the word creature to 855-616-1620. The state will self-destruct in five seconds. I'll keep you my dirty little seat. All right, let's get to the highly classified military documents that sat online for several weeks. Until we heard about it. Right. And then there's the whole, where did these come from? The Pentagon now in full speed damage control, trying to figure out two things. Trying to figure out if we're still friends with all our allies. Yeah, after we dumped on all of them. Right. And also trying to figure out who in the world did this. So highly publicized vulnerabilities in Ukraine's air defense capabilities. That was posted. Questions about Ukraine were posted online. This is from some uh, secret documents that were taken from the Pentagon. Also, the Washington Post reporting that one of the leaked documents indicate that Egypt, which, by the way, receives a billion dollars of USAID every year, was secretly planning to furnish Russia with weapons. Ooh. According to the documents that we already had at the Pentagon. You know what? I'm glad that's out. Yeah, good. good. We yeah. should know that. So let's get to the, the crux of this. How did these secret documents get taken and then posted online for all to see? Well, the Defense Secretary, Lloyd Austin, vowing to turn over every rock to find out who leaked this classified U.S. intel. Secretary Austin acknowledged the leaked documents were exposed on the web potentially for weeks. Where exactly and who had access uh, at that point, uh, we, we don't know. We simply don't know at this point. The probe, being led by FBI investigators, is making progress. Austin drilled down on key dates. CBS's Catherine Harrods there. So here's the interesting thing. It wasn't a cyber leak. It was a physical theft. Someone stole the papers? Someone took the highly classified records and then took pictures of them. The leaked records were apparently printed before being photographed and uploaded to Discord, a gaming platform. There are potential clues buried in the background. So, first of all, that has to be way harder to do than it was. And also, don't we know who printed that out? Well, see, that's just it. If I printed out a menu here at work, they would know where it came <laughs> yeah, from. Right? right? Doesn't it all come through the system? Yeah, we're, hey, we're getting sandwiches today. Print out the menu for, you know, wherever. Well, they did say that because this is so highly sensitive and highly classified that the pool of people isn't that big that could actually have their hands on some of this stuff. And now you mentioned that they were removed from the Pentagon and taken where? Like to this person's house? Yes. Yeah, so the, the documents appear to be hastily folded and smoothed out, so one of those, okay, hold on, let's make it flatten it out here nice. Oh, you're trying to take a picture of a picture, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Smoothed out, sloppily photographed instead of scanned. Online sleuths now apparently piecing together some of the items in the background. Like a hunting magazine ad or sports equipment. That could bring investigators even closer. Yes, yeah, so online sleuths <laughs> and investigators now looking at what's in the background. Online, or I'm sorry, American hunting magazines, a bottle of Gorilla Glue, a nail clipper <laughs> has to be messing with people, right? If you're smart enough to, A, clandestine, print out these documents, somehow smuggle them out of the Pentagon to even know what they are, right, and and what the value would be in posting right. them online. But then what? You go home and just shoot some pictures in your garage where you accidentally leave a magazine that, I mean, does it have his address on it? Does it have that bar? <laughs> John Shinnelin 
in 832 Pleasant View. I'm just trying to think of what I'd have in the background that would be embarrassing or, you know, or, or really incriminating. Guy's oh. wife is really mad. Did you have to take the dishes in the sink? <laughs> yeah. Couldn't you have cleaned that up or put it somewhere by the mantle? Would she put it by the fireplace, <laughs> yeah. right? It doesn't like how he framed it. Um, and by the way, a little bit more on Pictures Discord. Pictures of the kids in the background. You are aware of Discord, right? So basically... My gamer kid, he's on Discord. Yeah, so it's popular for like... All kinds of gamers, but like Minecraft, different things like that. A lot of those people jump on servers of Discord to like talk and, and yeah. fix things and actually search for stuff too. Like actually, that's a place where you can like get a question answered. You can yeah. like say, hey, I'm curious how to do this. And you pop it on Discord and someone will answer it for you. Or if you're looking for like an old piece of video somewhere. Right. Hey, anybody know where I can find this person talking about this? So here's the worst part. Is this some like unbelievable espionage CIA thing where someone like broke in someone the Americans you know, like someone pretended yeah, right. to be, you know something like that or are they just not that secure there and here we always thought they were is, right. is the Pentagon just archaic in general with dot matrix printers pretending to be secure and here it's just a bunch of jamokes just doing their job and wearing short sleeve button up shirts we forget that, but we talked about, you know, like for us, when we changed our locations, you know, we're a small, nimble company, but we had a major move and all of the logistics that went into that, right, and all the growing right, pains yes. that we've had. This is a giant bureaucracy. The state will self-destruct in five seconds. I'll keep you I'm pretty sure, right? They got problems, too. What was it? It's going to be discovered. What is it, just the cleaning help? <laughs> right? What if it was? What if that's exactly what it was? Just someone doing some work. Oh, don't say that. Oh. Still seeing some delays along northbound 894, all because of an earlier accident around North Avenue on northbound 41. That has been cleared, but the delays are still there. It's 17 minutes to get from the zoo to Highway Q. It's an extra three, and then northbound from the Hale to the zoo interchange will be 11 minutes. So that's still going to be a bit of a hefty ride there. It's going to be about six extra minutes. Along eastbound 94, slowing down from 76th Street through the stadium interchange. Westbound 894, an earlier accident west of 27th Street that had a lane blocked. That's been cleared as well. Delays are still there, working themselves out. Northbound on 4394, slow around the Plainfield curve up past Oklahoma Avenue. I'm Debbie Lazaga with your WTMJ Johnson & Sons paving time saver traffic. We still didn't get to the story of the day. 8.52 on Wisconsin's Morning News talked a lot about if things aren't right where you live and you want to motivate change, you go and testify before the committee, you call up your lawmakers, your aldermen and women, your state rep, your senator, whoever, and you complain. Or you tell them how it is. Or you just do it your damn self. Arnold Schwarzenegger, who lives in the upscale Brentwood section of Los Angeles, had had enough. So he picked up a shovel and, along with a helper, filled the hole with packaged cement. And he recorded a video of it and posted it on Twitter. Mayor Karen Bass last week announced a plan to address what she called an unprecedented number of new potholes caused by recent storms. Christopher Cruz, CBS News. <laughs> He's just out there. The neighbors are out there. Can you believe it? They haven't. I've been complaining. <laughs> like, who's he been complaining to? Has he been calling? Every calling day. Calling his older person? 
He probably claims to be a different person every day. <laughs> the first day called, is he just like, what's the name of the community? Uh, it's a part of, it's like Brentwood or something like that. It's part of LA. It's like a community near LA. So would they have their own council or is he talking to an LA council? Arnold Schwarzenegger who lives in the upscale Brentwood section of Los Angeles. Okay, so it's LA. It's LA County. I don't know what sort of governance they have there. Maybe a county board or something like that, right? Sure. So he's ca- calling up whoever his county county board supervisor there is for Brentwood. And the first day he called up, says, Arnold Schwarzenegger, I live at 732 <laughs> Brentwood Lane. We have a large pothole. Please call me back. Boop. Next, no, no response. Mm-hmm. Next day. This is Bill Smith, <laughs> 748 Brentwood Lane. We have large pothole. Call me back. <laughs> now, is he the guy that goes to the public hearing and, and gets his full 10 minutes <laughs> if he's complaining to a, a I'm going local... to testify today. It says two minutes. I will take 10 <laughs> or else I'll be back. Oh, very good. <laughs> how about that? Very good. And then how about him out there just filling it? That doesn't surprise me at all. I'll do it myself. Been calling for weeks. Did he say weeks? I think he's also done, uh, he's mowed lawns. I think at like parks and things. What the county? He's just out there on the tractor. <laughs> it was getting too tall. It was almost a foot high. The kids need to play soccer. I, I think he's painted strips in the parking lots there, he said. All the lines are faded. I come out, I, I paint the lines. Yes. He's lifeguarded. I'm calling and calling. We had the beach closed, no lifeguard. I will save your life. I do it myself. I think he's flown a couple of planes. For All some right. Pro- <laughs> <laughs> 8.55 on Wisconsin's Morning News. We'll be back right after this. WTMJ, W277-CV, and WKTI-HD2 Milwaukee. From the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is News Radio WTMJ, a good karma brand station. on this Wednesday morning. Steve Scafidi in the House. U.S. Senator Tammy Baldwin of Wisconsin announcing she will indeed seek re-election. She's up in 24, right? Mm Mm-hmm. That's not a surprise. No, no, no. She's, well, she she wins in landslides. Usually, usually those elections aren't close. It would be the question for Republicans is who's going to be the person to run against her? And, you know, Mike Gallagher's thrown around and Eric Hovde, Kevin Nicholson, David Clark. David, Sheriff David Clark, yeah, who knows? Who knows what might happen? And the news this morning, Steve, we already knew that Milwaukee was going to host one of the Republican debates in the in the primary, in the lead-up to the presidential election. We found out now we have the honor of hosting the first. Mm. So that's going to be in August. What I like about us being the first is it will still be perhaps a broad circus tent at that point. You could have a lot of candidates on that stage. Oh, yeah, and, and the Trump train will be going probably full steam at that point, I think. Because nothing will be have, have been sorted out by that time. So, yeah, who knows what might happen. And Donald Trump is always a uh, a party. Did you see any of the uh, the interview last night with uh, with Tucker, with, with uh, Trump? No, was it good? <laughs> that was crickets. It was crazy. Yeah. Tri- typical crazy. He loves dogs, he said. I mean, at one point, he, I don't know how he got to that point, but he said he loved dogs. Oh, it was about Afghanistan. We left the dogs there. That was his main point when we... 
left Afghanistan. We left the dogs there. That and a few billion dollars. Worth yeah, he did get around to mentioning that at some point. It was you know typical Trump. Well, we may or may not talk about it today. I, I am fascinated though, and I know we got to get to break here. The Spooner guy. We're going to play that clip because I, I think he nailed it in his little two minute presentation. Just that short clip. He, this guy nailed it. So I'm all thumbs up on the Spooner guy. We're going to play that, and we're going to talk about it after the news. Steve Scafidi is next on WTMJ. Go back 2008, quantitative easing. The government just okay, turned on the... a little far field, though. No, but, it's but, not but, far it, field. It is far field. Look, let's, let's focus on this development, the detailed well, plan. Give me a minute. Just one minute. 